0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Golf Podcast. We've got a bunch to talk about today. Of course, we've got to talk about Bryson. He finally went under the knife. That's right. Got the surgery, so we can see what that means. We've also got Tiger. We're starting to hear more, committing to more and more events, and a lot of news on the PGA Tour. Plus, we want to talk about our own experience back out on the golf course with our Forward Tees Challenge.
1: Interesting stuff learned out there.
0: Yeah, I don't think I ever, since being a kid, remember playing from the Forward mm. Tees, and you definitely learned some things about your golf game. So we'll talk about the here but first we got to talk about jordan Speeth. so guys the question is this is jordan Speeth back obviously mm-hmm. we're seeing him now make his way back into the top 10 and we saw him win again uh, a grind of a win that he put together which i think is really promising and one interesting stat is that this guy he just wins on easter loves it loves right? winning on easter he won, you know, last year on Easter Sunday, and then this year again at the RBC on Easter Sunday. And get this, Mike, the Masters, Masters Sunday, twenty twenty three, Easter Sunday.
1: Sunday. It's going to be interesting to see if he could pull it off,
0: wouldn't it? Yeah, we, we right. already know, you know, his history there. Guy can play at Augusta, and you
1: know he wants one back, the one he gave up. So it's going to be interesting to see. But regardless, it was refreshing to see him play well. He had some slip-ups. I don't know if how much of it you watched. This is what they call kind of the hangover tournament after the Masters. But I did end up watching a little bit of it. There was big names in the field. Cam Smith, JT. No
0: doubt. And a gutsy playoff win over Patrick Cantlay. <laughs> and I mean, we talked a yeah. lot recently about you know Scotty Scheffler and how hot he's been. But don't forget the tear. Uh, that Patrick Cantlay was on. I think he's on that cusp of being right back in at any moment. So this was no uh, easy, you know, walk-off win. You know, it, it was a well-fought win. And what I'm excited to see that we're seeing out of Spieth, uh is his, his T to uh, green play. You know, we've always thought about Spieth as the as the – Ultimate putter and and how he wins with the flat stick. Mm-hmm. Well, he said it himself. He won without his putter. Now we saw him sing right. some some great putts, you know, that long eagle putt. But on the same token, what I'm liking seeing out of him is that approach game, the wedge game, and he's got something he's working on. It's been all the talk. We're seeing him exaggerated on the range, this this pump thing that he's doing. Yeah. But whatever he is doing, ultimately, mm-hmm. is it's really helping with his tempo. Yeah. And it seems uh,
1: awkward though to watch. Like he's doing this awkward pre-shot routine. And yeah. there's no pause after, like after he does it once, he goes right into his swing. Into
0: his swing, he wants to make sure that's for top of mind. But what he's doing is he's compressing the ball. He's he's hit, hitting driver, you know, further than I've seen him hit it before. Mm-hmm. And again, his wedge shots are just silky smooth. We saw a couple just you know rattling pins this past weekend.
1: And I think that's what he needs to win this uh, career Grand Slam in Southern Hills in just a few weeks. I mean, this short game, knocking those approach shots close. Yeah, he doesn't have to worry about his putter. I don't think he's got. I think that's where he's least confident. He missed that little like eighteen inch, you know, putt. Yeah, on eighteen, and you know, but he did make that clutch one on eighteen to to get
0: into that playoff, to create that playoff situation. But you watch out for Spieth at Southern Hills, man. He he said too. I, I heard it's again, paraphrasing, but he says the first time his wife, you know, actually you know came in and gave him some golf advice. He said she never really does, and she told him. Uh, I guess she said you need to take five seconds if you miss a putt before you hit your tap in. You know, so I thought about that a lot today on the day of his win. That's great um, advice. Yeah. My wife doesn't tell me that. He was getting frustrated. She's why <laughs> you know she seems he's getting frustrated and, and you could tell how frustrated he yeah. was with this putting. So I think that was great. To just come in there with some some words of encouragement, but just kind of giving him a little yeah. bit of a
1: check there and the just, wears his emotions. I mean, I could see him at home at night, like just complaining to Annie about his putting and her helping him. That's cool. That's a cool story to hear. It, it is
0: a cool story. You know, store. to see
1: Greller there with his kids, to see their duo still going strong after all these years, guys making caddy changes when things don't go right. They stick it out. They're back on a winning, I think, thing right now. I th- think the new swing is going to help Jordan big time. It, it, yeah.
0: it, it is. And I think he, so many people are pulling for him, rooting for him to be back in that top 10 and just being the mix every week. You saw it with like how the reason he's a fan favorite. I don't know if you saw guys in the clubhouse in contention about to do a playoff, you know, and, and he's telling all the kids just stay put. I, I just need to, you know, warm up, but I'm going to come back and yeah. I'm going to make sure I get signed on everything. That's why he's a fan favorite. He's a good dude. He's, he's, he's you know, he's in there. He gives back to the fans. And I think we all want to see him winning again. But you guys tell us what you think. Make sure you drop in the comments. Is this, you know, the sign that we've been looking for that that speeth is, is really back? And as Mike said earlier, does he accomplish that grand slam that career slam this year is this the year he does it we talked so many times about form and, and yeah. being in form is so important we're not far off from the pga yeah you know, there's no, still some not. time to be played but they are not that far off that if he gets hot at the right time we said this last week scotty scheffler hot at the right time yep. hot coming into a major uh-huh. that's what all these guys want can't lays hot right is now can't discount him either you definitely can't but but I, I like I like Spieth's chances. To look up of his, being back, his odds.
1: He's got great odds too. He's twenty to one. For
0: By the, the way, speaking of Greller, you know, you were telling me about the uh, get out back out there with no caddy. How bib. cool was
1: that? That was a boss move. I don't know if he just forgot. <laughs> you think it. he forgot it? I think he was just like you
0: rushed back out there because or something?
1: he had a good hour plus. He didn't leave the bib on. I think he just forgot to put it back on.
0: You know what it was? He's sitting there. He puts yeah. the hand it back in already. Nah, he spilled his coffee. Yeah, he spilled the coffee. You know Post he, round coffee. He was sitting there after after the round, <laughs> waiting for the playoff. He spilled his coffee. He's like, I got, no caddy I got no, I got nothing.
1: Yeah, it was a boss move. He just had a regular polo shirt on. He's cool.
0: I, I always wondered if there was a rule for that. I always yeah. thought there was a rule that your your caddy had to be wearing the bib, and uh, I, like even almost like a penalty or a disqualification if they don't. But apparently not. Apparently not imagine I took the win away from him? Can you no. imagine? That's Morella. it. good dude. He was a good dude. Oh, good dude. So let's do move on. to us talk a little you,
2: bit. Hold on. Do you think uh, Spee's baby has shaken baby syndrome? Did you see her running out there? His wife was baby? sprinting she was excited. across that, that green with that, that, that baby. Was just was Yeah. Yeah.
0: He was. Uh, yeah. We <laughs> saw that. Was that. That, was, that was a good one. She just sprints Scary out there. Moment. But again, that shows like kind of like the um, excitement yeah. that the entire family felt to have him back. Um, but let's talk about the Zurich. So. You know, this week this is frank's favorite i love it i can't live it down i say one but i think you're gonna learn to love it i don't dislike the Zurich at all <laughs> what we had said to clarify for anyone who didn't see that episode the question was is it worse to be placed the week before or the week after the masters because the, the viewership might be down as mike said with the hangover mm. what i said was that both the valero and I think even more so the RBC, I think are pretty premier events, big like household name events. Big events. What I said is it's not like it's the Zurich, Zurich. Classic because I don't feel that the Zurich is as household of a event name as as let's and say I think, the RBC.
1: I think the the the, the like it, that it's more loose. You know, there's woke up music. It doesn't feel like a big event. Right, but that's it's what two I guys say. playing. I do,
0: though, believe it does have its place. Yeah. Because I like mm. these mix it up. I've said it before. I've said it again. I, I want more team events and more of those type of style events on, uh, you know, on the schedule. I want more uh, match play events. I like these things that mix it up a little bit.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's cool. It it does shake it up. We've but got it's the,
0: definitely not. It's not a marquee. Event it's not a marquee.
1: I don't probably doesn't get a lot of views. But for those who
0: like the team stuff, what's it got? All we got alt shot. Yeah, we got some alt shot, and then they're gonna play off of uh, the better drive. Uh, well, but i cool. think it's cool seeing who gets paired up um i still remember it was uh let's see it was cam smith and um a fellow uh aussie who did he have uh, mark leishman mark leishman yeah, yeah, right yeah. and then they didn't they were they were like vibing they had like that's when they were doing like that like social media and stuff with the leishman mullet.
1: put on the mullet like the fake one right
0: right so i like seeing that i like seeing these guys kind of hash it up together um but speaking of, of Cam Smith, I mean, another guy who's been hot this season, and he has won this thing twice, so I wouldn't rule him out. Yeah. And somebody made a good point. One of you guys made a, a great point in the comments where we had we had said the other week, we said, is player of the year done? With, is Scotty, did he lock it in? And um, actually, a few of you mentioned the other one is Cam Smith. Right. Cam wins a major. He's still in the running. Cam wins a major. And think about it. In this year, he will have won a, a handful of events, including the players and a major.
2: Mm-hmm. And the TOC Yeah. So yeah. What that's right. what I'm
0: saying. I mean, he, he, he definitely, you guys are right. He could definitely be in that conversation. That thing is not necessarily locked up just yet.
1: No, it's not. It's not. I mean, so this could be fun. I mean, if you take a look at some of the lineup here, I've got the top 10 rankings for the Zurich. You got Scheffler and Ryan Palmer, you know, is number one. Cam Smith, Mark Leishman, Billy Horschel, Sam Burns. There's three groups right there. Then you got Xander and Cantley, Homa and Taylor Gooch. I love this Mark, howell Hovlin combo. Me too.
0: That's Young great. guns.
1: You know what I mean? You got and there's Sergio a of Tommy power, Fleetwood.
0: Power mix ups there too. I forget who Rom was paired up with, but when you start to think about like guys who can really blast the ball, mm-hmm. and then they've got like two shots at it. Right. But I've always enjoyed alt shot even when we play it and when we watch it just that that teamwork of like now you've got you're playing off a position that your partner puts you in so there's a lot of like peer pressure to like put your not only put your your partner in a good position but if your partner puts you in a good position to pay off on it yeah team golf's great it makes you want to play that much better not only for yourself but for your
1: teammate you know what i mean it does like it forces you to want to play better at least when you're playing by yourself you hit
0: a bad shot you go home that day you hang your head whatever I just feel like, team, you want to bring your A-plus game. No, well, no, you no know doubt, what I mean? No doubt. So I think, like I said, although it's not a marquee event on the schedule, I think it's going to be one that's fun, and people are going to enjoy watching it this week. I know we'll enjoy tuning into it. We'll be chatting about it in the clubhouse, of course. If you're not already part of the Golf City Clubhouse, go to city.com slash clubhouse and join. It's our private messaging group, and uh, we've got a section in there just for PGA Tour. And we're chatting as these things are unfolding. And speaking of which, later in the show, we've got a hypothetical that we threw in the clubhouse. A bunch of you answered. We'll tell you what what that is. I'll let Mike tee that up later. But first, again, Tiger, I t- we talked about it earlier. Yeah, speaking of not another a event, event. <laughs> um, it's you know celebrity pro am. But
1: this looks like it's right before the Open Championship because this one's out in Ireland and the Open's in Scotland. So they're probably stopping there first or after or something where everyone's going to be
0: yeah so, so as tiger says a little hit and giggle maybe but i think giggle. for us where the excitement is is just anytime he's out there playing uh and, and to somewhat regularly it just shows that he's his game is is where it needs to be or his health at least you say is, is where it needs to be yeah i hope they televise this event i'm a
1: big like mark Wahlberg fan i think it'd be, be cool to see the pros play with the celebrities it's like a like a pebble beach thing but different different celebrities yeah. here.
0: And we're seeing this more and more, and I, I love it, just bringing golf. Because golf is, is such an interesting sport in that there's so many people who are not conventionally inside the game who just love the game. Mm. So here we're talking about Mark Wahlberg, guys at that. And just recently we saw the match being reannounced with all and the I NFL quarterbacks. And I can't get behind it. Yeah, but I like seeing that, like seeing people who are not necessarily golfers but have a passion for golf. Yeah, you know, I These love guys, guys that aren't time. hackers. Every single one of those guys is, is a great golfer. Aaron Rodgers... Um, you know Patrick Mahomes, like like these guys are good golfers. Yeah, and yeah it, they can carry and their It own. just shows you like that the, these guys are not only like their their athleticism transfers, but it just shows you their passion for the game. And I, I like that.
1: I had to ask Zach who Josh Allen was this morning.
0: Oh, is really? that
1: bad? That's pretty bad. Right? I mean,
2: I don't really watch football. The only reason I know who he is is because, pardon my take, they were big Josh Allen fans when he was getting drafted. That's okay. really the only reason I know. But. Could they have picked four worse people? To it seems like it could be a boring event. Match? Like, what you're like,
0: thinking? Because like personality,
2: personality, wise Yeah. Why are we like? If I want to tune in to watch four non-professional golfers play golf, I'll just watch like a golficity video or something like that. You know, like I don't need to watch Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady play golf. Like, yeah, I, it, like, it I'll may watch the them football, throw Diehards.
0: Although I'll tell you what, but. Brady mic'd up. He had a few I know he's a, can get a little robotic. I get it. Mm-hmm. But he had a few funny comebacks and some sayings. I think what they can do there is you're going to get the draw of these guys no matter the, the 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 viewership they'll pull in just from their own fandom is big. I think what they need to do is keep getting the personality from the announcers. I love getting the mixing up different guys out there walking with them. I thought JT was a great pick. Yep. When they had JT out there, Because he gets these guys going, he's really good at that.
2: To to get after, I mean, I I I get that. I just feel like I, I just don't see the appeal of four, you know, non golfers competing on television. Like if they totally made it like a comedy or something, and had like Bobby Fairways. Yeah. Being the commentator like well, Bobby and Cole cuts. If those two were in it, like in a part of it, or just something well, more comical like, like that, then I think it will work better than I think what they're totally playing. They're just yeah. huge names. Think about like right, a I mean, Bobby, like,
0: like his videos. We don't watch it for his golf; we watch it for his commentary exactly. and how he got. So what I'm saying is, they could liven up something like that. Let these guys who are athletes, they're good golfers. Let them be, you know, the subject. Let them play, and then bring in the funny commentary. Bring guys out there who are walking with them. I think that that's the way that you could you yep. could give, give it that kind of more lively feel.
2: Yeah, I think in order for them to nail it, I think they're going to have to not take themselves seriously even in like the slightest bit. Like I understand that the players probably won't be taking themselves that seriously. I'm just saying like the entire production. Yeah. Like you're going to see a like, lot of bad shots. Like get Manolo out there right. on T-boxes, you know. Yeah, that's what like I mean. get Manolo, get that's Bobby some- Fairways, get like why not bring in the good good guys? Like, why not bring in bring in some
0: commentary? But I think that's mm. what we're, ultimately what we're talking about is we're defining why YouTube golf has gotten so big. It's because that's exactly what it is. You're you're bringing in personalities uh, are centered around a sport that none, nobody's really uh, you know a PGA Tour level professional caliber. There's some great golfers, but for the most part, it's just that commentary.
1: And, and speaking of that, has Bryson's like. regency venture taken off i know he from what it looks like it's it's his youtube crew is trying to be like another good good style just a bunch of guys creating great content golf content is he still
0: doing that? I know he's injured. As far, injured. We're going to talk far about as it. I know, I think the injury is kind of delaying everything, but he, he said it himself. He, the reason he loves, you know, YouTube and stuff is his ability to show his personality directly without any type of third party in between. He was one of those ones who also lamented about the tour, the PG controlling, tour controlling yeah. everything. So he wanted to talk directly to the fans. Um, but I, what's I, going on with him anyway, is he, and he's, he's out now for a while. I don't pricing. know how long his recovery is gonna be or if he's announced I was yet. read two majors possibly missing. But yeah, I mean Which any is tough. Surgery, for him. Any surgery. Especially it, on your it, wrist. You don't you don't bounce back immediately, especially on the wrist?
1: Because he needs to rehab it too.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, kind of going back to, to where this started, and let's talk about Bryson for a second. I mm-hmm. mean, this Bryson surgery thing is something that's it's shaking a lot of people up because um, I think we saw it. We all saw it as it built up that Bryson was clearly not himself. He went even into Augusta saying he was only at 80%. We saw him in the WGC Dell match play. Just you could tell it wasn't the normal Bryson. Um, So the question was, we were kind of bouncing back week week after week of, is he going to be able to play? You know, is he hurting? We knew he was hurting. I mean, if you go back where this kind of all started – he originally hurt the hand, believe it or not. He was you playing ping pong, and he slipped. Uh, it was it was the Asian uh, an Asian tour event called the PIF Saudi Invitational. I believe that was back in February. Mm-hmm. He ended up withdrawing after a round, but but I think no one kind of knew the extent of the inner injury. Um, but he had the 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 fracture. He had a, I, I you know all our doctors who watch this will, will probably laugh at my ability to pronounce any of this. But he had a fractured. Hamate bone in his left hand, and he had a torn labrum Labrum. in his labrum Mm, in his left. That one I know. Labrum, why you torn your labrum? I just
1: heard the word torn labrum, torn labrum. It's a popular tear. Yeah. So the hamate, uh, hamate. not a fun one. Yeah.
0: But I, from what I gather, he's not doing any surgeries to repair the hip. I think it's just one of those. uh, I think it repairs itself with a little bit of rest. So this is probably the surgery will will also have the second added benefit of uh, taking him. Off the course for a bit, and I think the hip will start to repair itself. But I think the yeah. question that a lot of people kept coming back to is: is he pushing himself too far? You know, we saw here's a guy who's competing every Sunday on the PGA Tour and then was also competing in the long drive, professional long drive competitions. And we're like, is this guy just driving himself too far? Um, Do you remember his workouts? How intense they were for those years of just pushing himself over and over. Right, it's a lot. But I think what he saw, he I think he tried to play his way through it. You know, this happened back in February originally. You saw him in in March and even into April trying to be in events. And I think the the nail in the coffin for him was how he played at Augusta. And he's like, "What's the point? I I can't play at eighty percent." Yeah, right. You know, and so now he's committed to it. I think it, you know it's Bryson. You know he's going to, you know, nerd out on the entire process. He's gonna he's gonna dive in. He's gonna figure out everything he needs to do to rehab, and then I think he's gonna come back hard. I don't think this is something that we're talking about in a year from now, like a lingering thing. I think this is just bite the bullet, get get the surgery done, and then s- start to work your way back into competition and try to have salvage as much of this year as you can. I think that's it. it sounds like a good, good plan. Yeah. You know? so we'll see we'll see what happens with it but uh wish him the best i i, I saw he had the surgery it seemed like immediately yeah when he decided right to away, right man. we saw we saw him he, talk, he he announced it and he went like on a monday he why went to delay surgery it? on a thursday he wants to right? get back at that point why delay it saw some pictures you know in recovery um but wish him the best hope to see him back out there because the reality is whether you love him or hate him he is a polarizing guy He definitely brings a lot of attention to the sport, and he brings excitement to the sport. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that all of us as fans can benefit from. So I think it'll be great to see him back out there. Yeah, can't wait.
2: All right, so what really happened? You don't think he fell playing ping pong? I don't think it was that. Well, I'm thinking that he probably lost to somebody playing ping pong and punched a wall or something like that like nobody just falls playing ping pong and tears their labrum and breaks their hand or whatever well did
0: well did both of those injuries happen i only heard the hand was part of that i don't know if both happened at the same time yeah i don't if think any of you guys know drop in the comments you know clarify because i may have missed this i thought he slipped my th- feeling was he slipped maybe it was a slippery floor i don't know he fell and landed on the hand and broke it broke that whatever this bone is one of the small bones in the hand i guess there's so many bones in the hand i know um and i i would imagine that it might have been one of those ones and again if you're a doctor you can chime in in the comments but i would imagine it's one of those ones that may have healed on its own Mm. but again it's it's also a time thing with these guys
1: i can't take anything anything in the wrist for a golfer is good yeah especially someone who swings with power like that i could
0: that's just i can't but these guys have access to the Oh yeah, best of health. Course. They, you know, he—I'm sure he had the best surgery. And
2: Bryson's going to be sleeping the next three months in a cryogenic chamber. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so he doesn't age one minute. He's probably going to
1: try to get back for the what's the final major of the year? It's the the Open is the final one. Yeah, they're
0: done by July, huh? Yeah, the Open is is the last in the run.
2: Are we going to that Scotland?
0: I want to so desperately. We had talked about it because we we loved St Andrews and being out there.
2: How do we make it happen? We mm, got to. Uh, I, don't I wanted to well, make it happen.
1: We, we made Brookline happen, and we're going to talk about that in a sec.
0: Yes, we're going to tell you guys. So. We're going to do a quick, quick break and uh, word from our sponsors. But then after that, we'll come back and we'll tell you guys. We have have our media credentials. Sort of, and we'll, we'll tell know. you that why it's sort, sort of. That. Yeah. So let's do a quick word from our sponsors, and then we'll uh, we'll jump back in and tell you what we mean by that. All right, guys, the Voki Design SM9 wedges are a product of superior handcrafted technology, and each one is an instrument of creative control created from the most advanced materials engineered to deliver ideal flight and spin with grinds designed to release your best wedge play possible we are excited because we are going to be getting fit for the sm9s just in a week from now oh yeah oh yeah i mean we talked about the start of the show talking about guys like speed thing you talk about when your wedge game is dialed those are your scoring clubs i can't tell you enough how much we've benefited from the combination of the technology in the sm8s and now moving into the sm9s and combining that with the fittings and on top of that guys stay tuned because yes we're going to be doing a massive giveaway to go along with it. We had so much fun doing this two years ago. We're going to do it again. And guys, what it really comes down to, there's just so many ways to make a wedge, but only one way to make a vo- Vokey. So Titleist Vokey Design, SM9 Wedges, Superior Handcrafted Technology. Find yours today at Vokey.com and stay tuned for that giveaway. And I also want to thank FootJoy, Guys, have you seen the
1: tour? Alpha from FootJoy. Here's Zach. Slide those over here. I got to show you these. FootJoy leads the pack at the most, as the most tech-focused, crazy comfortable, win-ready shoe in golf. Here they are. Check these out. If you guys are watching the show, you could see these. How cool is that? Right just super sleek here frank yeah, grab those so for much me
0: built into these you know it features
1: footjoy's most advanced stability system called this the right ops here. system providing yeah. unlimited support and control through the golf swing this is that tech focused i'm talking about and then the crazy comfortable as you can see these ortho lights right in the middle
0: look at that feel just feel the padding on the, on the yeah. Field. yeah it's but insane i'm so impressed with the stability of the base right here. there you can see how wide that they make it down here yep. and you know talking about like you know where it becomes a performance thing is right there but you just have knowing Got that stable base and you can rotate yeah
1: so super cool available in a variety of colors and laced uh and the new uh, boa laceless system which i love i have those in my pro sls this shoe is all about power and performance learn more about the tour alpha you can check it all out by visiting footjoy.com
2: quick question yeah man do they make them non-spikeless because I would love to rock those. Not yet. I would love to rock those alphas, like the in the like the kind of like
1: the the pro SL bottoms. Yeah, yeah. I could
2: rock those on like the disc golf course. That'd Maybe they're sweet. coming.
0: Put in a request. Put, put in a request. Footjoy disc golf model. Yeah. <laughs>
1: And big thanks to Precision Pro. I mean, you guys have seen it by now. We're, we are loving the R1 Smart Rangefinder. Finder. Uh, we use it every round, uh, super quick, super accurate. The features are phenomenal. Just the technology that goes into to making a product like this, things like Find My Range Finder, which came in handy for it us. It sure did, because we, we left them. We left both our rangefinders on a cart, and then boom, we pull up the app in the parking lot, and we figure out that it's just like a couple of, you know, 10 yards behind us there. So I'm glad we had that, And and... You know, the ace speaker, which is super cool, playing music out there. We're seeing more and more people play music on the golf course. It's more of a vibe, right? And I think it's pretty cool to do. And, and guys, it's $150 for a smart... Uh, uh speaker the ace i mean it doesn't just play music it offers you distances to the pin it'll shout them out for you it's got some fun features it has a remote on it it applauds you like if you hit a good shot you could press a button you could have some fun with your friends if you're gonna buy a speaker for the golf cart don't look any further than precision pros ace you guys will love it we promise you that visit precisionprogolf.com check them out for yourself
0: all right, Mike, right before the ads, you uh, tease us about Brookline. Don't keep them waiting any longer. Let's- yeah. So
1: good news. We, we got credentials. We're going to be going to the U.S. Open. We'll be there during the tournament play. Uh, we don't know how many days yet. We still have to talk about that. Yeah. But prior to that, what they have at, at every event is Media Day where you get to come up and – hear you know the individuals at the course the gms everyone talk about the course how they set it up how it's been prepared uh you get to meet other people i know eric anders lang's probably going to be there doing some content i'm sure the boys from foreplay barstool are going to be there doing some stuff so you get to, to see some other content creators we will be there monday may 2nd for their media day it's cool you get to hear all the things they feed you yeah remember the media day at ridgewood uh they brought in shake shack i do we had like all those burgers. That was fries, dangerous. Unlimited we Shake Shack. <laughs> Unlimited was really Shake Shack dangerous. before playing like 7,500 yards in heavy rough. Forget yeah. it. It was a disaster. Yeah. But here's the interesting thing we only have one seat or one spot, I should say, for the golf portion of Media Day. Right. So we're. We'll As of right
0: mission. now. Now we are we're on a waiting begging list. and pleading for one more spot so we can both play it. But tell them what we have in mind here. What we have in mind is,
1: you know, we were going to have one guy play we were going to play a heads up match and the winner was going to get the spot at Brookline but then we thought what if we just don't do that and we give each guy a taste and one guy does front nine one guy does back nine so far I'm digging that I'd love to
0: split that up do we can see who plays better Right. That could
1: be our quote match. That
0: could be our match. We could t- do two videos. One guy plays the front, one guy plays the back. We'll take, you know, take everyone through it. Cause I think that's what ultimately everyone wants to see is like when you get these opportunities to have an amateur golfer take on a course that's set up for, uh, you know, a major. Yeah. Um, no, Now, one thing we do not get to do is we do not get to play the tee boxes that they play.
1: Right. Uh, yeah, they don't want a there. bunch
0: of amateurs coming in and hacking them up right before the event. So those are roped off. Um, but you, we get the experience of the, the difficult greens, the, the, uh, the rough and stuff like that. So, I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be cool. One of us will take on the front nine. One of us will take on the back nine. And, and uh, be whoever's not will be caddying. Very reminiscent of when I caddied for you uh, at the Arnold Palmer Invitational Pro-Am. Mm-hmm. So the one guy That's will right. be a caddy and one guy will just play. I
2: That's still cool. think you guys should play for the spot. And one person plays all 18. One guy goes straight FOMO. I, I, I just think that that would be amazing content. Do it for the people. Because you get the match beforehand. I just feel bad then, for the
1: other guy who walks the 18.
2: I know, but
0: that's like, <laughs> but that's like, the, that's yeah, like the point. Well, you know, we could also, we got some time. We could put it to a vote, see what everybody wants to see, you know? But I, I mean, it's, like you said, it is kind of its own little match format. See who scores better. I know it's not the same nine, but let's see who scores you know, yeah, better. What, we
1: each get nine holes. What would you guys do? You had a, a one spot with a buddy. Would you split it or would you shoot for it or play for it or do something for it? Let us know. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of credentials, I thought of another idea: um, the Champions Tour, which I'm becoming more and more a fan of. Not only because of our friend Rob Labritz, but you know, as I'm watching it, I'm seeing guys like Freddie Couples. It's it's entertaining golf. Sometimes oh, yeah. it's played in the morning on Sundays when PGA Tour golf isn't on, and I love watching those guys play those champions because you, you can learn a lot. Um, there's some local events around here, Pennsylvania, New York. Uh, I'd love to get out there and do it. I think it'd be cool to do like the Senior U.S. Open. It's only in PA. Just go out there and watch. Follow LeBritz. Follow Freddie. And just watch those guys play. I think it'd be pretty cool. I'd love to just try that. Just overall, I want to get to more events this year. I think it's fun. We've had a blast doing it before COVID. You know, going to a lot of these events with credentials. I just hope it's something that we can get back. to
0: I, I think like one of the reasons why we we don't and why we sh- shy away from it is because uh, ultimately uh, the PGA Tour, who you know we've worked with in certain ways, and, and they're they're really great and pleasant to work with. Nice nice team, but they're just. And it's a function of of how big they are and broadcasting and stuff like that. But ultimately, the ability to film at these things is like it's like it's know, hard. I mean, I'm blessed with what we've stone. been able to do. You know, so it's it's tough, right. and it's tough for us to go up there and do something and not be able to share it with everyone. Right? Like we could come back here and talk about it, but if we we can't film any we could of just it, just get some fire
1: photos and then come back and talk about it. Probably do a podcast on site, um, but. You know, right. it would just be more so just for the fun of it.
0: It's just for that, but um, but, but that's why we like these media days. We can film and we are able to, because yep. you know, it's not, it's not a, a traditionally, it's not a broadcast event, so there's no co- conflict there. But um, I think that's a big part of the reason why we don't always attend these events is because we like really like to do the stuff that we're able to share. That's true. That is true. You know, and when I, it would still be a cool experience.
1: Labritz was a little upset with our uh, our five over at TPC Tampa. We
0: he gave us the old "Come
1: ride. on, gents." Yeah. you could do better than that uh, my response to him was uh well right. we need a playing lesson yeah right and he said all right done he says in, in like five six weeks when this next like travel stint is done let's do it and and then i asked him well when when you went on tour can you come in studio and hop on the show and talk about it? he said absolutely so
0: and we talked about it before he's knocking on the door he's been working his way up into he's improved 10. Did he have a top five finish do i remember top five, top five? so he's getting there um cool all right, why don't you line us up with this hypothetical here you got? All right, we
1: did throw this question in the Golf City Clubhouse. By the way, if you're not in the clubhouse, jump in. It's 100% free, golfcity.com slash clubhouse. There's a bunch of guys in there. We're having fun. We're talking golf. And this question came up. I threw it at him. When is it enough time to stop looking for your buddy's golf ball? All right, now we we don't want to ever do this because, you know, look, golf's an individual game. We're in our own zone. Take ourselves out. Help a buddy. There's protocol. It's the buddy protocol. So in there, we had. I'm going to pull it up too because we got a lot of guys that came in that two to three minute range. What do you
0: think about? Well, that, Well, and of Frank? course the joke is, and we've probably seen the meme of, of the guy patting people, patting, down, the, and it's where great. it's like you're kind of looking, but you're not but you're because not. you don't want him to find the ball because you're, you you want to win your. Two bucks, you're playing on that. Or ball. you
1: just want to get back to your ball. Exactly. Just, yes, right.
0: But yeah, I think so. We'll read some of these, but but for me, yeah, I think it comes down to pace of play. I think also what goes around comes around. I try to help because I want people to help me. There's honestly, there's very few things in this game more frustrating than losing a ball. To seemingly nothing. To nothing, right. I hate that. So I am I would be much more resigned to myself if I drove a ball into the woods and I know it's gone, that when you drive something into that right rough and you're like, it's here, I can step on it. I just can't find it. I think the hard part for me as a playing partner is if I happen to be, my ball is on the other side now I'm coming all the way across to help you out, find your ball. And I'm worried about the people on the tee box behind right. me. And I'm like, it's starting to really delay things. But what did some people start the domino
1: at? effect. Right. So Brandon Davis jumped in. He says, if the course is busy, usually two minutes. If there's nobody else around, I'll look until he gives up.
0: Okay. So he's in it for
1: the long haul for the long
0: buddy. Haul, yeah. That's a good buddy right there. Yeah. That's a guy you want to play with.
1: There's a guy you want to invite to a dinner party. All right. Jeff burnt. I'm in on the search for two to three minutes. I'm also there to play the voice of reason. If I know there is no hope. Yes.
0: Okay. Right. 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 <laughs> Someone sometimes does have to step in and be like, "But it's lost." Right. You
1: know? Right. Duke Kurtz. Uh, Duke says, "I'll do the three minutes as long as we don't impede the pace of play. Only if there's hope of finding it." You know, that's pretty much it. Uh, Casey, there's a bunch of other ones. I'll read one more here. Uh, here's Terrence. I'll help for the full allotted time amount of time. It's a little courtesies that make this game great. So, it's 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 a courtesy thing.
0: It is. So you guys tell us what is the protocol here. You know, your buddy's ball is, is, is possibly lost. He's over there looking for it. Do you join him? And if so, how long? And does it matter if there's a match, you know, in progress? You guys tell us. Let us know what you think. Um, all right. By the way,
1: I I still, even when you and I play matches, I still... uh. We
0: still help each other line up pots. Yeah. Which way do you see this break? Yeah, you because know, it's just I, I don't. The other thing is, I mean, I think big part of this for me is that I, if we even in a friendly match, I never want to win because of some sort of technicality. Like my buddy couldn't find his ball. Like I want to win when the other guy is is playing his best too. Exactly. Like I want, I want, I want. I don't want to be like I'm not giving you a read or what. I just to me that's.
1: But I don't want to lose 105 to, to my 85 because you blew up and had six eights on the scorecard that day.
0: Yeah. Right. Like to me, like the best case scenario is that everybody in the group posted their best possible score on the scorecard and yours just happened to come out the lowest. Right. That, to me, makes me happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Jumping around here, one other thing I want to mention, because it was big news this week, was we saw Morgan Hoffman back in competition. How cool was that? It was. And we and if you guys missed it, we had Morgan on the show here about a year ago uh, talking about some of the treatments that he's had. Um, Do you want to know how amazing time flies? That was two years. That was two years it's ago? It's insane. I
1: know, right? That was 2020. It was episode, it was like 100 episodes ago. And yeah, I remember that was a great conversation and, and him talking about uh, his travels to where was he get to peru or uh somewhere where he was i forgot exactly
2: i think it was like nepal or nepal or there has be been everywhere something. i mean yeah. i had
0: heard him uh and now he's living in costa rica
1: but is I he think. healthy
0: is he cured his muscles yeah. grew back um he well beat, there's no cure but he beat it or what's he this? has muscular dystrophy to and a certain extent there's no yeah. cure what you can i think do is you can slow it Yep. Right, but but ultimately, we, and when he talked about it on the podcast with he talked about when he first discovered it, he had like no, no muscle muscles. mass in his in his in his chest. So what he's on is he's on a, a major um, medical exemption. Okay, mm-hmm. so he can kind of cash those in. Um, the ultimately, he only has there's only just so many before they run out. He has three more tournaments left to try to secure longer term privileges on tour. So basically to stay on tour and keep your tour card, you have to accomplish certain things. You have to play certain ways, money, uh, you know, be in the money you've got to win, whatever it may be. However, they'll give you kind of like a pause. They'll put everything on pause for a medical exemption. That's what he had in this case. He's whatever he's doing is having him feeling well enough that he felt like he could get back into competition. And he kind of was. He was only two strokes away from making the cut, making it into yeah, the weekend, right? Which tells you he was playing. But yeah, some absolutely incredible things that he's done with with these alternate forms of, um, uh, you know, really using his body to just fully like um, embracing the science and almost making himself a test subject, which but
2: ultimately it's not really. benefits
0: a lot of people because we, you know, other people who who don't have the resources and the means he has can. Who, who suffer from the same disease can kind of benefit from him being the, the, the test bed, the yeah, trial, exactly. right.
2: Yeah. You know? And I believe um, what he is currently doing is I think he kind of stepped away from Eastern or Western medicine yeah. and went mainly more on the homeopathic side. Uh, I know when he was in Nepal, I think he was doing like, I know some people might think that this is like crazy to hear, but he was doing like multiple like urine mouthwashes a day which is where you as it sounds like gargle your own urine uh and to see like physical effects um and Hmm. i guess just moving away and getting rid of the stress and doing these homeopathic remedies have been really helping him
0: i think the vibe i'm getting is it's a kind of a leave no stone unturned
2: yeah like he's like whatever it is i'll try it yeah i mean did
0: you hear the one thing he only ate grapes he ate 800 grapes a day
2: yeah That was pretty crazy. Can you imagine?
1: That's a sugar rush. But now
2: he's living in Costa Rica and he doesn't live anywhere near a golf uh, golf course. Uh, He wants to open a retreat for other people with Mm -hmm. uh, physical, not physical disabilities, but with uh, illnesses uh, like his, where he can kind of explain to them kind of how to help heal yourself with your brain instead of using. Medicine and all these things, alternate healing. So why do
1: he come back to golf then? Is it something because that he, he said? It, I want just to see if I'm able to do it again. No,
0: he loves the game, and I think he ultimately he's he wants to return to the tour.
1: So regardless, of not living near a golf course, he's just he purposely did that for his health. Well, yeah,
0: what he had said on our podcast too is he talked about the decision to go to Costa Rica is because there's more stuff there. They're a little more open minded and more certain things are more legal. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think he was not. He was even. You know, I said, leaving no stone unturned, you talked about even some of the different types of drugs and experimenting right. with, yep. that some of the stuff that it's just not as easy to experiment with here in the States. So he was doing some of that down there. Um, but I think ultimately, like I said, it benefits a lot of people because there's going to be other people who have this disease that, again, don't have the resources he has, that they can see what if it's working for him. And he's raised a lot of money for it too. And I'll
1: tell you what, if, if, if there's any guy on the PGA Tour who doesn't look like Zach with the look he had, with the man bun and the jogger pads, oh, yeah, yeah, with he's, the Grayson, like I just feel like I'm looking, watching you play bun. golf. If he had a if Morgan Hoffman had the the goatee, the the beard and the mustache, it was funny. Yeah, it was. But but,
0: but ultimately, this is his first time teeing off since the Shriners in 2019. That's right.
2: Yeah, uh, it's been a while.
0: And as I said, he's got th- pretty much three more tournaments left uh, that he's got to make something happen, mm-hmm. get enough points, secure enough points. Maybe, maybe I, w- I mean, it would be very. Obviously difficult for as few and far between as he's playing, but if he was able to get a win, that's a huge exemption that you get for quite some time on tour, and that would allow him to continue to take these breaks, heal the body, feel strong enough to go back and play. But uh, Morgan's also a local guy.
1: Yeah, Arcola Country Club, grew up in Franklin Lakes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're rooting for him. We are big time. Love to see it, and, and guys, make sure you check out the full podcast we do with him. Believe it or not, two years ago, where he really dove into some of the treatments that he had been doing, and he continues to do. And you can, it's 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 a really exciting and fun to follow his progress. And we wish him well. We hope to see him back playing regularly uh, as soon as he possibly can.
1: So, and you got another comeback story on Willie
0: Wilcox? Yes. So, how about this? I mean, how. Uh, sensational obviously eye grabbing headline um and i'm i'm proud of him to to speak up and come clean and tell us about his struggle because i'm enamored with the fact i mean that he was able to hide it and stay alive for as long as he did listen to this he said um opioids oxycontin hydrocodone percocet mice muscle relaxes xanax heroin i was a drug addict with a pga tour card
2: so they don't test i guess
0: first of all that was the not first for question.
2: recreation i don't think
0: that was the first question i had but but i mean yeah
1: heroin is not recreation yeah
0: well what, what you would think they would do you would a, think that would be the first thing they test, test for. for stuff like that if opioids yeah, I, I, he had this stuff, in, I watched him talking about this. And you guys have to definitely—it um, was the Fire Pit Collective who put the mm-hmm. original interview together. And I encourage you to go read it. It's a, it's, it's a well put together interview. Is that Shipnock? Um, I don't. I know he's part of that, but I don't know if he did the interview. But he, was, will was talking about how early in the week, the less pressure days, mm-hmm. like Monday, Tuesday, he was getting one hour of sleep a night. You know, the with the, dr- the the drugs were fully controlling him. He said he'd be lucky if he got four hours on like a Thursday, you know, when they they start to actually play. But how he lived to tell the story is incredible. And He's secondly, that he was able alive. to to continue to play that. I, I mean I, I I would imagine those close to him probably saw the warning signs, but he kept it well hidden
2: from the public, that's for sure. Yeah. Was he any good? I'm not a. I have. No I mean, idea. he was good enough to be a PGA again. Tour player. Not a household yeah. name,
0: but but I think the closer you get to the game, the more you realize like the amount of talent. Like for se- let's say like on the Corn Ferry Tour, it just shows you what it takes to get to that next level and play on the tour. But um, it also shows you that this, you know, epidemic of of uh, you know drugs and 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 things like heroin. It it extends to all walks of life. I mean, it here's does a guy it. who's playing on the PGA tour and he's struggling with it. Um, but he's, he's been posting some pictures clean. I think he's clean. Like he said, 14 or 15 months. I, I, I commend him for coming clean and talking about his story Mm -hmm. because I would hope that it might, there's gotta be others who are struggling in the dark. And I think that it might be a way for them to, to reach out and see that there is hope. There's hope to break it because the way that he explained that he was living, it was a living hell.
1: Yeah, and, and I'm just looking he up. Wanted it. his way out. I'm looking at just past performance. Act to answer your question. He averaged about six hundred thousand dollars a year. One year he made a million bucks. bunch of top tens. So he's made some money. He's probably spent most of it, unfortunately, on the drugs. Well, and that's stuff, what I'm saying.
0: Like, remember, remember Kisner's quote where he said, like talking about winning, and he jokingly said the PGA Tour plays pays way too much for tenth place. Exactly. You know, here's a guy if he can just kind of hang on, you know, enough to make six hundred thousand dollars a year. But as he even said, he did burn through almost all of that in in the drugs. The
1: drugs. Right. And how much does he really life. get of that? I mean, with his team and his coach and everything, like that six hundred's probably easily two hundred when it's all said and done. But you know, we saw another story of Chris Kirk coming back from rehab from being an alcoholic. Yeah. And he came back and he started lighting it up again. So I wish him well. I mean, he's like a comeback story that people are rooting for. Will
2: one hundred percent? I think he's um, signed up for a qualifier. I'm not exactly sure. The exact details but i'm pretty sure that he might be um signing up to try and make another run now that he's sober
0: okay and to answer your question this is a mark baldwin article on the fire pit collective he had put it together Mm -hmm. um but yeah again just just pulling the tidbits out of this interview some of the stuff he said it's just incredible that he he lived to tell the story um and and to to get to clean again it's just just happy to see it end that way yeah. and not the other way that unfortunately too many of these heroin stories end. That's true. It's a big problem. Um, but um, I want to switch gears. Yeah. Talk about something a little more uplifting. Yeah. A little more up- <laughs>
1: uplifting. Um, by the way, if you guys are, have you, if you found the podcast through just the podcast and you haven't checked out our main channel, uh Golf City on YouTube, check it out because we got a lot of great courses that we're going to be bringing to the channel this year. Uh, courses like Trump, uh, Bedminster, right here in New Jersey, which is always ranked in the top three um, in a state every single year. It's super private, tough to get on, but uh, we we have a good chance of filming it. Um, yeah, we're going to be event. doing that with uh, PGA memes. PGA
0: memes. Who's who's another guy, Travis? We'd love to get on the show at yeah. some point. Yep. Um, you know, talk to him. He's doing he's doing incredible things with the game. I love what he did with his recently launched YouTube mm-hmm. channel and uh, you know the the home tours and yeah. things that he's doing is really cool. Um, and he's had these events uh, in different places. We've unfortunately they haven't lined up. We've missed out on a few of them. But when he saw he was coming basically to our backyard here in New Jersey, we're I like, really hey, jump let's go it. out there. And he's like, yeah, you boys are welcome to come. So we're excited for that one we're excited it's, it comes with a little bit of a pricey ticket for us to play but
1: it's for an absolute for great charity, charity yeah. and we couldn't be more thrilled about it so we're, we're all in on that uh hopefully we get to meet some other uh of our other favorite creators hopefully they come up for this it'd be great uh baltus roll the renovated lower course we got the the blessing from the gm there that we're going to be filming there yeah uh, incredible renovation i cannot wait million dollar renovation we filmed it once on our channel but now we get to show you the renovated with the, the old strip and flip greens that they put in with the new cooling systems and everything. It's super cool. And we'll have our our buddy Greg Angelillo with us, the two-time champ at Baltus Roll, who can kind of take us through the renovation as we're playing the 18 holes. It's going to be great. Yeah, Can't wait for that. And then Brookline, of course, we said that's coming up soon. I'm sure we're going to be at Sleepy Hollow and our other famous uh, or favorite ones you see on our channel as well this year. So can't wait. Summer is uh, is coming. Spring is here. Uh, And speaking of that, we got out and we played something we have never done before, and that's a forward tees challenge. And that's because you guys asked for it. So recently we did a um, we did a three-club match uh, with a twist where we had these fun playing cards where like you take away your driver or you got to move you back to the tips. And we're going to do it again. It was a lot of fun. But in that video, we asked you guys, what else do you want to see? And it was a whole bunch of forward tees challenges.
0: Yeah, and we've done the tips challenge. Done
1: the tips plenty of times,
0: right? Yeah, and never did. said, by the forward tees. You know, yeah.
1: let me yeah. tell you something, guys. Yeah. Golf doesn't get easier just because you move up the tees.
0: Right? In a lot of ways, it does not because it, it proved to us. And one thing we, the, the quick lesson learned is something we kind of know, but we say is lip service until you really experience it short game. Mm. Short game is where it's at. Everything short game in life is how this game is played and scored. Because sure, you can move up to those front T-Backs, which some of them was an incredible difference from the t boxes we normally play. Uh, some of them, yeah, I'll give you that. It made it a little bit easier by taking some hazards out of play. Um, you know there were some like normally would have fairway bunkers that would be in landing zones that you could just easily carry over from those front tees however you still had a had to have an approach shot you still had a chip you still, still had, had a putt put. and we learned really quickly that yes we could score a little bit better by shortening the, the course up but if you want to get better at this game you work on your short game
1: you do and case in point was the 10th hole if you guys know bally owen if you're from the area the 10th hole at Bally Owen is a downhill par 5 that doglegs left, and you could cut over the 18th fairway if you want to take the short route, and you could put the ball to the 150 out marker for a chance to get an easy 9, 8 iron, whatever it is, to a green and 2. Yeah. Par 5. Mm-hmm. We had downwind. We had 350 yards to the front of the green.
0: I mean, when, it, when we say downwind, <laughs> the one thing I will say is that day, the wind whipping. was whipping.
1: Gale force. Yeah, yeah
0: like we were l- jokingly, it was blowing our camera over. Yep. Uh, so the head had...
1: covers that are heavy right. we're blowing on the this rolling
0: around head covers if that gives you an idea so picture when Mike's downwind we had about twenty mile an hour wind at our back on that yeah
1: day. and 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 I ended up connecting beautifully on a drive that was I think we measured at three thirty something something like that it was three thirty something on the on the watch and we got up to it and we escaped with a birdie, believe it or not yeah. like something that we should have been like eagle. You know, whatever, it just shows you, like we still had the chip. We still had a long undulating green that that chip got on, it didn't land soft enough, it rolled towards the back, then we had the two putt. So it wasn't as easy right. as we thought it was gonna be. And this goes back to Piners number three, the Donnie Ross that we were laughing at. Look at this 5,000 yard joke. Right. It was the hardest course we
0: played there. Yeah, <laughs> you it was. I mean? And it just shows you like how, the, how it can be difficult. I mean, in that case, with this par five, we were about 40 yards off the green and had to have this little delicate pitch shot over a bunker, try to land it on the green, and the greens were lightning that day uh, and have it not roll off the back. And then we had a putt you know, on that green. So it just shows you how difficult it, it is and how learning that short game is so important. But also, this way to become better is to mix it up. I think t- sometimes we can get a little bit too complacent, like we play the same course from the same tee boxes and we're faced with the same shots, right? Just mixing up that tee shot Ultimately, had us pulling clubs from the bag that we don't normally pull.
1: Certain hazards came into play that weren't right.
0: Weren't. I mean, we were hitting more of the you know high lofted wedge shots, just like how when we play from the tips, we end up hitting more approach shots with things like hybrids and stuff like that. I think it get, makes you a di- more diversely skilled golfer, so that when you are invited to play other courses and play in different areas, you know you you can be, have more familiarity with shots that you're not normally used to hitting. Yeah,
1: I mean the the tee box. I don't think, I mean, it does offer a degree of difficulty to get easier as you move up. But I still think, ultimately, different tee boxes change the course layout.
0: Oh, 100% does. Because, like, for example, as I said earlier, some cases there were bunkers that were no longer in play because we could easily carry over them. Other times, new things came into like play, like the
1: water on that fifth hole, which yeah, normally which, we land in front of it.
0: Right, it wouldn't be. You, you say like on a t on a normal tee shot, we say there's water out there. That's we'll worry about that on our approach. It's it's not reachable from these you know from where we are. So just have at it. Now it's like well now that water is in play and it's a thinner fairway down there. So right. do I hit less? Cl- you have to make more decisions. Um, or on some of them, the par fours became so short now. Green side bunkers came into play. They came into play as a possibility with your. So t-shirt. if that
1: wasn't a strong part of your game, now you're 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 lucky if you get up and out. Yeah. And then two putt or three putt, and you're walking out of there with a 250 yard par four, scratching your head with a bogey, and you're like, yeah. "What just happened?"
0: So le- I mean, lesson learned is that it's it doesn't make it a walk in the park. You will learn parts about your game of other parts that that need work, but. Also, I don't want to downplay the fun of it. It was was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to step onto tee boxes and see 260-yard par 4, 300 and whatever, like just almost a 400-yard par 5. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no doubt. That's fun. You know, it's fun to to, – we definitely scored better. I think ultimately we just didn't score as much better as we thought we were going to. Right. And that's where we learned a lot of those lessons. Yep. But it, it's something fun. And, and we've heard you guys say it in the comments, Some of you say like, hey, I really want to try the forward tees, but nobody, in my group ever wants to play from there. We did get some heads turned. I will say that. Or out we there did. be like, what are these guys doing? Teeing off from tee boxes that some of them were already into the fairway. Right. Um, yeah. But Hey, again, we're not, playing on tour on sunday this is we're it, out there having fun it's another way just to experience the game
2: and you guys were getting heckled out there we did we were getting We had heckled. a couple of golf city uh fans
1: who were taking our photos saying Gulf city guys are holding us up yeah, yeah. <laughs> meanwhile we you know when you do play the forward tees though you are we, we are waiting a long time on the next tee box because we're finishing those holes quick well
0: we had to wait for almost every every green to clear before we could yeah off. because we you had, drove a couple green
1: yeah i know we had to wait and uh
0: it was also incredibly backed up. It was a difficult day. Ballion is such a great course and it's it's really difficult when it's when it's hit with the wind. And uh we ended up having a five hour round. There's a lot of standing around and waiting out there because people were struggling, as were we, in that wind. Wow. I mean sometimes two, three club wins.
1: Yeah. And you know what it makes me think of like i think a great way to get good at this, I wish I had the access to a cradle. You know, yeah, yeah. A short course that sure. I can go out. I mean, we have Rock on Lake part three on mats and stuff. Yes, that does work. But more of those, I think, are just much better ways to practice, in I my think opinion.
0: that's a great direction that the game is headed. We're seeing a lot of places Like, we're, we're going to be out um, in Kohler, and they've got the baths now.
1: I just got an email. Exactly. We are. And the Om- I just got an email. Hey, Mike, the Omni Amelia Island Resort just opened up a uh, a 10-hole par 3 course with an 18 hole putting course. Did the unique and entertaining. See they're trying to I think it's such a
0: great wheelhouse of the game. It, like I, I even um, 10 holes. It's what great. What do you call it? Uh Pebble Beach has as a uh, a little course that they opened up. And I think what's so great about these these courses is that they make us better golfers cuz they're short game courses. They force us to work on on the short game. Mhm. Pace of play problems are solved in a lot of ways because you play these rounds really fast mm-hmm. and they can be super casual. A lot of people play like the cradle barefoot with a yes. drink in hand. Yeah. So it's more inviting to the game and, and it, that too, like you, I would be, if I had a, somebody who's new to the game, like Zach's new to the game, Zach's learning, the right. game. Mm-hmm. he would, it would be more of a confidence boost and more in his wheelhouse to take him for his first round to a course like that. Then it would be setting them up on tee boxes on 450 yard par fours and being like, you know, okay, You're kind of setting like a brand new golfer up for disaster that right, way. Right. Plus you're teaching them the game the right way. Exactly. You know, learning, learning from close Sh- yeah, up and short moving. Short game first. Back. Yep. So I I love this trend. I want to see more of it. And it also uses up less land. You can see these in more spaces. You know, as golf courses saying, like, hey, let, let's open up like a little short game here. I've always said I thought it would be a better warm-up for your round. Than just going and sure, the, the loosening up effect of just of hitting balls in the range, I get it, all that stuff. But I think the greatest way you could get ready for a round would be to play like three to six holes on a short game course. Mm-hmm. Get, you're, you're simultaneously getting a feel for the greens while at yeah. the same time just kind of warming up, hitting those short game shots that matter the most. Do that. I mean, if we all had unlimited time. Right, of course. You go out there. You know, Imagine a half hour and you play three quick holes with your warm-up and then you go right to the t- first tee. Yeah. That'd be really cool. And then you, you play, play your,
1: a- your score. might be a lot better. It you, might you, be. Yeah.
0: It's a way to warm up if you ask me. Anyway, that wraps up everything we have for you guys this week. Like Mike said earlier, if you're not already part of the clubhouse, make sure you hop in there. We relaunched it. We now have a free version. You can get free access. That's free access for life to the Golf City Clubhouse. Uh, We also do have a supporter version. It's $5.99 a month. Every dime of that goes back towards creating this content, but there's no obligation. It's If you want to be part of that, absolutely, we appreciate each and every one of you. Otherwise, join in for free. It's a great group of people. We're in there. We're talking golf. We're talking like these hypothetical situations. We're talking PGA tour. It's not something you're going to want to miss. Go in there. Clubhouse, golffifty.com slash clubhouse. Get registered. It's a really fun time in there and we'll see you guys next week.